ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶೈಲ್ವೇರಿಗ ರಾಧರ್ ಶಿವಾಸಾದಿಗೋ temple just very short distance from the temple and very pleasant breeze is blowing even though it's just the beginning of the hot season we're not feeling hot so from the material point of view very pleasant however our aim of life is not to enjoy material happiness but if it's there we can also appreciate it's not that because it's pleasant here we should go and stick our arm in a pot of boiling water so as to experience some unpleasantness if it's pleasant we can appreciate this is krishna's mercy and if, if there's some unpleasantness we can also appreciate well, it's all krishna's mercy it's in our conditioned state it's easier to appreciate when things are apparently nice So here we have come to Sri Dwarka Dham, at least physically we have come, as I was discussing this morning. Real entrance into the Dham means entrance into the spirit of pure devotional service. That is particularly the aim of the Krishna Conscious Movement. The Krishna Conscious Movement is preaching Krishna consciousness all over the world there's consideration of quantity and quality in preaching quantity means we want as many people many many people to come chant hari krishna same time there's consideration of quality that what level of commitment people are taking up krishna consciousness with Prabhupada several times said that everyone in India is Krishna conscious. But then you see Prabhupada put so much energy into preaching Krishna consciousness in India. And what is, you may think, well, what is the need to preach Krishna conscious if everyone in India is Krishna conscious? The reason is, everyone is Krishna conscious, but not many people are fully Krishna conscious. Bhaktino Thakur used to speak of he wrote of lokik shraddha and shastriya shraddha that means lokik shraddha means ordinary faith and shastriya shraddha means that which is based on knowledge from the scriptures so shastriya shraddha that if it is fixed up on the platform of service you can understand what i'm saying Hmm. Okay. If that is uh, fixed up on the platform of service, then that is very powerful for developing pure devotional service. Otherwise, by lokik shraddha, people just like we see in India and especially in Dwarka Dham, people like to say Jai Shri Krishna, Hare Krishna, 
but they have no idea of what the proper understanding of pure devotional service is. They may have some idea, but generally not much, and mixed ideas and liable to be misled and often have, uh, despite a general inclination towards Krishna, uh, still in many cases uh, engaged in even, uh, apart from materialistic life, ordinary materialistic life also, sinful life. I guess here there's not so much meat-eating, although there's a lot of fish-catching. A lot of fish are caught around here. Gambling, well, lottery is also gambling. Well, this silly common, this game they're playing, it's stupid game. That's a kind of gambling. So, illicit meat-eating, illicit sex, intoxication, well, there's plenty of tobacco being chewed, smoked, and there are other forms of intoxication also. So people, they have an uh, inclination towards Krishna, but to make that very strong, make that fixed, to come to the platform of pure devotional service, it's necessary to come to the platform of Shastriya Shraddha, that which is based on knowledge of the Shastra. And knowledge of the Shastra means that which is received in the Parampara system. Otherwise, we'll find, around here, we'll find there are people who have some knowledge of Shastra, but distorted, not very clear or proper understanding. They'll, they give... Just like, for instance, we were at this uh, Prabhas. So there they were saying, this is the place where Krishna got, Bhagavan got moksha. It means they don't understand what Bhagavan means. What does it mean? Or there are, in Begdwarka, I heard there was one priest, Panda, who was explaining to the people that, well, Krishna died by being shot in the foot because in his previous life as Ram, he had shot Vali in an improper way and killed him. So, in other words, they have some knowledge of Shastra. There's a gross misunderstanding and very offensive. They don't understand. No understand, actually. Ajopi sanavya yadma bhutanam ishvaropi san prakritim swamadhishtaya sambhavami atmamayaya In Gita, Krishna says, I'm unborn and avyaya atma. That also, Krishna never dies. It's no question of Krishna dying. There's no question of his body deteriorating. But... He appears, even though he's the supreme controller, he appears in this world through the agency of his yoga maya energy. But he is always the supreme personality of Godhead. So he, I was just discussing that even from the, even from the material point of view, this is a very pointed, seriously discussing the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. Not many people like to hear. It means they're not very serious about Krishna consciousness, not very serious to advance. So that is always the danger that Krishna himself speaks. First of all, in the form of Narayana, he gives the Vedas. And then again, he personally speaks Bhagavad Gita. And he sends so many Acharyas, but 
he says that ah, that Krishna speaks and then the, the parampara system comes from Krishna. But Krishna says, Evang parampara praptam evang In this way, it means passed down from guru to disciple, just like from Krishna to Vivasvan and so on. So in this way, the knowledge is received in the parampara system and was understood as thus by the great Raja Rishis. But Sakale Nehamata Yoga Nashta Parantapa, in course of time, that knowledge of devotional service became spoiled. So how does that get spoiled? If that the knowledge is completely pure, spotless knowledge of Krishna, and it's being passed down in the Parampara system, how does it how does the system get spoiled? And what happens is that Someone changes it. The knowledge, the pure knowledge is somewhat changed or reinterpreted. And that is called, when that becomes more intense, that is called dharmaglani. And then Krishna comes whenever the, there is too much uh, irreligion. Then Krishna comes to reestablish. But mostly... The tendency everywhere is to take the words of God and expect the blessings of God, but not want to follow the instructions of God. And to want the blessings of God for exactly that which He has come to save us from, namely material life. We're asking God, give us blessings for material life. But He is telling us, give up all this nonsense. He's telling us, Savadhaman Parityaja. And we're going to, you, you give up all this nonsense, and we're going to Krishna, please bless me so I can enjoy all this nonsense. So, that's not very compatible with Krishna consciousness. Therefore, people go to demigods, who themselves are compromised. The demigods themselves, they're devotees, but they're also compromised with material enjoyment. So, people like to go to the demigods. But this is all a cheating religion. One person is cheating another. They're cheated of the actual goal of life, which is Krishna consciousness. So, the Krishna conscious movement is meant for preaching this archaic of dharma, religion without any cheating motive. We want to spread Krishna consciousness very widely, but at the same time, it's, it's not simply that the ultimate goal of life is just to have everybody smile and say Hare Krishna. We want to see how people are dedicating their lives in Krishna consciousness, becoming advanced by understanding the message of Shastra and living according to that, acting according to that. Especially Srimad Bhagavatam is known as Paramahamsa Sanghita. It is especially meant for those who are Paramahamsas and those who are aspiring to become Paramahamsas. So just like this Bhagavad Sapta, it's not really, it's got, it actually has no relationship. What is going on there has no relationship with what Vyasadeva spoke to Shukadeva or what Shukadeva spoke to Purikshit Maharaj, even though they're reading the same verses. But they have no relationship with Shukadeva Goswami. The mood that he spoke, Bhagavatam in, and Parikshit, the mood that he listened to. Even 
The speaker may be first class, but the hearers, they may not be. Shukadeva was speaking. And apart from Maharaj Parikshit listening, there are many uh, rishis who were never not all pure devotees. They were also attracted to listen. Atmarama Aschamuniyo. That verse is there. Nigranta apyarukrame. Kurvantya haitukim bhaktim. Itam bhuta gano hare. Even they're not pure devotees. They are advanced spiritualists, but they like to hear. But they weren't on the same platform as Parikshit, even though they were jnanis and yogis, and Parikshit had just given up his family life. Because he was a Rajarshi. He was highly exalted, even within his family life. So similarly, uh, it may be that the message of Krishna is being spoken, but first of all, that has to be heard. Heard and received. Just like sometimes we may give an instruction to someone, and we ask, have you understood? They say, yes. And then we say, okay, then tell me what it is. What did I just tell you? If they understood, that means they should be able to repeat. But if they say something different, as often happens, misunderstanding. So, it may be, there's just like Bhakti Siddhanta Taka was saying, Ami Bhakti Tomrashanche into Amadamadi Pak I'm speaking, you're hearing, but there is a gap between us. Gap means not physical gap. You can be very close, but you can be far away. We see that Prabhupada used to get the example of the mosquito and the king. The mosquito is sitting right next to the king, right on the king, right on his body. So even if you become a king or a, even if you become a Bela or whatever, still mosquitoes will bite you. They don't think, oh, Mr. Bela, I shouldn't bite him. They have no such consciousness. So they're, they're very close. They could say, well, in my last life I was very close to Mr. Bela. Oh, really? Yes, I was a mosquito and I bit him. <laughs> so you're very close, but what is the value of that closeness? The similar one may be very physically close or one to spiritual master one may be hearing superficially but real closeness is guru mukha paddabhaka chitete kariya aikya ana kariya manayasha Prabhupada quoted this actually when uh, he was discussing about himself he said that so many of my godbrothers had so much association with Guru Maharaj, means Bhakti Saraswati, much more than I did. And they were sannyasis, renounced, very learned, had so much time for study compared to Prabhupada, who was busy maintaining his family. Not that Prabhupada wasn't learned. But he said that, how is it that this wonderful thing has happened to me? He said, if I examine, a wonderful thing happened to me means he, only, among all the disciples of Bhaktisiddhanta, he was the one who was blessed to preach Krishna consciousness all over the world. He said, because 
If I examine, he said that I can understand that only I, among all my God brothers, had full faith in the words of my spiritual master. Then he, he quoted this Guru Mokha Paddavaka. Several times he quoted this. That uh, once one devotee came to Prabhupada and said that, well, some of our devotees, this is in France, some of our devotees in France, um, you know, they're having visions that they can see some people who no one else can see. And the people, they're from a different plane of existence. And they tell them so many things that, yes, this Krishna conscious wound is very good and this is going to happen in future. And only they can see it and others can't see it. Prabhupada said, hmm, he didn't take that. He said, it may be. You may be seeing such people. But as far as we are concerned, our process is Guru Mokha Paddhavaka, Chitete Kariya Aika, Ana Kariya You may see some beings from another plane, but what does it matter? Guru is here, you hear from him. Listen to what he has to say. So, so many things we may introduce. We may introduce that we shall study astrology and we will see the seismic charts where the earthquake will come and then make a house as far away as possible from it. Previously they were thinking the whole world is going to be turned upside down and earth changes and atomic wars. So where shall... They're trying to calculate which is the safest place in the world to go. Some people. I mean, even in our movement, there was this whole thing. of So many people were convinced. First of all, they said it was going to happen in 89 and then 1990. And they went through all the 1990s like this, right up to the year 2000. And I think they, they gave up by now. They were expecting that the whole world was going to shift on its axis. There was going to be an ice age and... You know, there are going to be atomic wars and so many things. So I think, where can we go which will be safe? Devotees, they don't bother so much about all these things. It may happen, it may not happen. But our duty is to serve Krishna. That's all. Rake Krishna, Mareke, Mare Krishna, Rake. Rake If Krishna protects, no one can kill us. And if Krishna wants to kill us, no one can protect us. You may go and find your... Go in the, they wanted to go to New Zealand to be safe because they thought no one, no one will throw any atom bombs there. Why should they bother? It's just a bunch of sheep. There's no industries or anything. So let's go there. It's safe. And then you can go to New Zealand and, you know, slip on a banana skin on the street and break your neck and die. And even if you live to be an old age anyway, you have to die. So devotee, he's not interested in taking knowledge from this place, that place. And especially, we have to be very careful not to take knowledge from our own mind. As the saying goes, that one who is his own guru has a fool for a disciple. That, well, I heard this and I interpreted it in my own way. 
Not that intelligence should not be used in Krishna consciousness, but intelligence has to be subservient to Guru, Sadhu and Shastra. These are our sources of knowledge. Now, we're talking about the Uttam stage and the Kanishta stage. Actually, at least, at least everyone should endeavor at least to come to the Madhyamadhikari stage, where one is fixed in his practices and firmly on the path to pure devotion. The neophyte stage, Prakrita Bhakta, that means mixed up with materialism, is a very dangerous position. And if one is deliberately maintaining material desires, then he becomes very expert in understanding Shastra by his own interpretation. Very expert in interpretation. That you'll see that this is in written in Bhagavatam. Oh, this means this. You see, Krishna had 16,108 wives, so, well, I should have at least 16. We can interpret in so many ways. Or actually they prefer the Ras Leela because they say Krishna is dancing. No responsibility. Just find a few gopis, that's all. So they'll interpret in so many ways that uh, you'll find that learned Brahmana in South India are discussing. Bhagavan has given there's Rup, Ras, Sparsha, Gandha, Shabda, all these. So they're all given the ability to appreciate. It's given by Bhagavan, so we should enjoy all. But actually all these, hearing, tasting, touching, feeling, smelling, that actually should be engaged in Krishna's service. That we understand by hearing from Shastra. Otherwise, Prakrita, or the materialistic tendency, is simply to try to enjoy this material world. So we should hear again and again from Shastra. What is the distinction between human life and animal life? What is actual human life? As I was saying, people, they don't like to hear this. They like to hear stories from Shastra, become pious, get some piety and... Then you can go to Swarga Loka. But this is not the aim of the pure devotees. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's cult is Vairagya Vidya, renunciation, knowledge. So that may seem very severe. But then material life is very severe. Material life means being born again and again and again. We don't take it seriously. We think, oh, okay. I'll be born again. What does it matter? We're so foolish. We got this human form of life. Now we should very seriously apply ourselves to the process of Krishna consciousness. So this this uh, kind of outing, this is inspirational. It's meant to bring us together. That we're all, most of you are living in Baroda, so we actually, there's a gradually increasing congregation of devotees and we want to increase that numerically. We want more and more people to come. We want to have fun as a spiritual family together. So this kind of outing is very nice and doing seva together in the temple is very nice. 
We don't say don't have social life. But you have social life based on Krishna, Krishna in the center. So we want to increase the number of devotees and uh, bring them to this joyful life of Krishna consciousness. But we also want to see that in increasing the quantity, we don't decrease the quality. The quality should be very high also. Otherwise, it only becomes social life. And that you can get anywhere. You can go to any satsang. They all have nice satsang and then they meet and they chat and they drink tea and so many things. It's not... We, we don't want simply some materialistic society. It's international society for Krishna consciousness. So even the everything is there. Families coming together, relating, being friends with each other. So that is there, but we have a transcendental motive to satisfy Krishna and to become Krishna conscious. So we have to maintain the gravity and the seriousness. And especially this uh, this kind of Tirtha Yatra, we've heard that, what's the most important things? Bathing in the Gomti and Dvargadish Darshan. But actually more important than that is hearing from sadhus. That's the main reason to go to a holy place, actually. That's the, otherwise... That's stated in Bhagavatam that Yasyatma Buddhi Kunape Tridhatuke Swadhikala Tradishu Bhoma Ijadi Yatirta Buddhi Salalena Karhi Jij Janeshwa Bigeshu Sa Eva Gokaraha. Who knows this verse? Who can give the translation? The one, hmm? the one who does not listen from a sadhu in Yasyatma Buddhi is equal to a Gokara. Yeah, okay. What's the first line? Yasyatma Buddhi Kunape Tridhatuke means Atma Buddhi. He considers himself to be the body which is made of cough, bile, mucus, bile, and the Swadhi Kalatradishu Bhoma Ijadi means again he thinks of himself in terms of his wife Kalatra. Adishu means wife, children, home. Atogriha, Kshetra, Sutaptavita. In terms of wife, home, family, money, relatives, etc. And then Bhoma Idjadi. This is very important for modern India. To think in terms of my nation. In modern India they're promoting this nationalism. Everywhere we go everything's painted this green, white and orange. It's all, uh, it's just come up in the last few months practically. They're just promoting this nationalism, but it's meaningless. It's kind of, you're born in India in this life, and you, uh, you say, we support India means you cheer the India cricket team against Pakistan. It's all meaningless. And you're born in India this life, and you're born in you know, Narak or Swarg or the Amazon jungle as a, as a going extinct species of butterfly or something in the next life. It's completely meaningless. It, it puts people more and more in the bodily concept of life, this nationalism. And then the last line, Yatirta buddhi salalena, uh, one who thinks that, as you were saying, one who thinks that going to a holy place means to take a bath. That is all in all. I went and I took a bath. Prabhupada often gave the example that you'll find many people from Calcutta 
they go to Haridwar to take Ganga Snan. It just so happens that the Ganga also flows through Calcutta. But they're thinking that I have to go 2,000 kilometers maybe to take a bath. If I go a long way, then it's Ganga Snan. If I take bath. And the people who live next to the Ganga, they less than anyone, they, they won't, they'll never take Ganga Snan. <laughs> they're thinking, why should I bother? It's there. But actually the real benefit comes by uh, hearing from devotees. What is that? Gangara parasha hoile paschate pavan. By touching the Ganga, you have to do many, many, many times to become purified. But by hearing from the devotees, one can become immediately purified and purified in a manner which simply by bathing in the Ganga you see many people they're doing all their life and they still remain complete impersonalists. You have to hear from devotees to understand what is the actual path of Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna, I'll leave it there. I think you're all quite tired and hungry also. So take prasad.